0: Many of us started our business out as a solopreneur, but somewhere along the line, the business grew and we had to make that transition from worker bee to business owner. Today, my guest, Matt Zenz of MarketPath, shares his journey from developer to owner. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than a Few Words Marketing Conversation for Business Owners. MTFW is a production of Round Pick, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And today, we're going to talk about transitions. Not too long ago, we had a conversation about making the leap from a corporate gig to being an entrepreneur, and that's a great first step, but now you're working on your own and suddenly, you know, maybe you're a developer particularly, and you're great at code, but now you've got to make that leap to running a business. And my guest, Matt Zentz of Market Path, is going to talk about that today. Hello, Matt.
1: Hi, Lorraine. How are you today?
0: I'm really good. And I'm so glad you could visit us. For folks that are not familiar with Market Path, take a second and tell them what you do.
1: Well, thank you, Lorraine. I really appreciate you taking the time to have me on today. Uh, Market Path is a software company. We provide a software as a service, web content management, automation, and personalization platform. And I am the CEO of the company and have been running it since 2001.
0: You know, and we met probably around 2002, so very early on. And I always thought of you as a developer, but you've really had to grow and change as your company has grown and changed.
1: Absolutely. That is one of the biggest challenges of my life is Taking those steps to sort of morph myself into more of a business leader, uh, more of an executive, someone who can take a vision and execute on it and not get lost in the gory details.
0: So and your business has been around since 2001. You must be doing something right because you're still here. Either that or you're very stubborn.
1: You know, the last part is very, very true. <laughs> we are very, very stubborn, but we're also very determined. We've tried multiple things. And in reality, market path probably could have been about three or four different types of businesses. But we have always valued longevity. So we kind of kept things going. And that's sort of brought us where we are today.
0: So going back in time, and I think this is great insight for a lot of people who are maybe a little earlier in their business. When did you start making that transition from developer to CEO?
1: I started making the transition mostly around 2006, 2007 timeframe when I brought on a couple strategic partners to help with the development and other operational aspects. I took more of a visionary standpoint and since then we've that that has sort of ebbed and flowed what my role has been because i've as people have left we've i've jumped back into the seat to do development and have gotten lost in that at times not seeing the big picture and i think that's one of the biggest challenges that developers who are entrepreneurs and starting companies that they fall into it's really easy to fall into a comfortable position and that is something that i've repeatedly done shame on me but it's just it's something that happens, and I think sort of that's the introvert extrovert nature of myself is that I do like to hole up and build things. I'm am a builder of things by by uh, by design. I have it doesn't matter matter whether they're physical things or whether they're software type, tangible intangible. Whatever however you want to define that, I've always been a builder, and I like to do that. So it's really hard for me to not be in that tangible building mode.
0: Although that is definitely the challenge of a developer, I'm going to tell you that that is really the challenge of anyone who comes into a business and they are a subject matter expert. For me, there are some days I don't want to think about strategy. I just want to go knock out an email for a client. Because it's easy. It's comfortable. I'm, I'm playing to the things that I love best. Right. And it's fun, but I also sometimes have to step back and go, no, wait a minute. If I'm doing that, who's keeping the lights on? So when you were doing this and you were kind of going through this transition, what were the things that were easy and what were the things that were hard to make that leap? Besides just the impulse to get back into coding.
1: The things that were easy are the more technical, tangible items. So business is, is kind of a soft element, if you will. And there's there's a lot of hard elements to it. And those are the things that I would fall back on, especially initially, learning the right skills, you know, how to set up the company, uh, learning about accounting and taxation and uh, some of the other operational you know tasks that you have to do on a day-to-day basis. I was pretty good at those. And I you know, from that standpoint, I've always been able to juggle and and not that I'm a huge fan of juggling these days to some extent. I've learned a little bit better over time not to do that too much, but there, it always is a juggle in reality, though. Mm-hmm. So those are the skills that I was pretty good at. And I, I'll tell you a quick story. 2001, when I first started my company, my very first client, or I guess one of my very first clients was Target, And you may have heard of them. They were a great email marketing company that sold the <laughs> Salesforce, right? So I was one of the first three developers and the lesson that I learned actually didn't happen until, and that was a short sin. That was only for like four or five months. The lesson didn't happen until maybe 2006 when I finally read Seth Godin's permission marketing. So I had this epiphany. I was like, Oh, I get it. I'm reading the wrong things. I'm focusing on the wrong stuff. I need to, and this was when we had a big, Company transition, as I explained earlier, but that that bridged the gap to me of you know staying away from or moving away from just the operational type stuff, which is kind of the easy, uh, low hanging fruit in a lot of ways, to working on the bigger vision and the bigger strategy and and changing my skill set up so that I was able to do that and I would read the right things. I was always an avid reader I loved learning new things I always have but I wasn't reading the right books or the right articles or the right blogs although there weren't you know blogs weren't as prevalent back then but it was it was a huge epiphany for me and one that really changed things.
0: So what would you tell? A developer that's starting out now, somebody that thinks they're just a coding hotshot and they don't want to work for anybody else and they think they're going to go off and, and build a business. What advice?
1: There are several different things that developers, I think, have going for them. So, um, and, and a hotshot is a good way to put it. A lot, there's a lot of confidence in developers, especially if they want to branch out on their own and start their own company. So, Very confident. Coding is kind of a superpower where you have this control over a lot. And developers often have like the right moral compass. So they're used to being fairly transparent. Things are black and white a little bit more in a developer's world and asking questions like, should we be doing this? Fairness. They're kind of based on meritocracy, that type of thing. What developers need to learn. And these are the these are the most important skills are for one, learn to be good listeners because that's all you do—not all you do, but I mean that's that's a huge part of what you do is learning to listen. Because if you don't learn to listen and take advice and apply it appropriately when necessary, you're gonna you're gonna struggle, and you you need to find those advisors. Um, the other thing is learn to tell a story. And that's that was a big piece of what I wasn't doing early on, and I still struggle. I mean, I'm still. This is a still an ongoing transition for me and probably will forever because it's not completely natural to me. You know, Being the builder, being the, the, the maker of tangible things, it's harder for me and I think it always will be, but I've gotten a lot better at it. So learning to tell stories, what your story is, how it impacts people and viewing it from their standpoint, what is important to others. That's how the listening and telling a story kind of go hand in hand. And the other big piece of it, and this, this has happened repeatedly, apparently I'm not a fast learner, <laughs> <laughs> but is never stop hustling. You always have to be out trying to sell your company. You can't just stop when you have big projects. Even though that's the fire of the day, that's what has to get done, you know it's an important piece but you have to carve out time to always keep moving and pushing and promoting and and selling your company and your product.
0: That is such good advice because it is so easy when you're swamped and you don't even have time to write up the reports or work on the code. It's so easy to say, well, I'm just not going to make any sales calls this week because I don't need to, or I don't really have time and it's okay because I have all this work.
1: Yep. Absolutely.
0: Awesome. Well, Matt, I can't believe we have just whipped through the 10 minutes. Yeah. Thank you so much. We will include a link to your website from the show notes so people can catch up with you and learn more about what you're doing.
1: Lorraine, thank you so much for having me on. This has been a blast and I can't wait to do more things in the future.
0: I'm looking forward to some of the new things, new products and services you guys have got coming out in the next few months. It's going to be fun to watch.
1: Yeah, it'll be fun to do. (laughs) Take care, Lorraine. Thanks a lot.
0: Thank you. If you have enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to know more about marketing and other resources for small business owners, be sure to check out our blog at roundpeg.biz. And if you liked what you heard, go ahead, binge another episode, share this one with a friend. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.